when I was a little kid, um, and I, we were visiting family in Oklahoma, it would be when my uncle would ride up um, on his motorcycle, and he would look at me and say, hey, jump on, let's ride. I loved that. I loved to get on that motorcycle on the back of it, and I would hang on tight as a little kid, and he would ride, and it was so much fun. I loved that. Jump on. Let's ride. You know, Stuttgart Harvest Church continues to be an exciting ride. It continues to be. And I believe it's getting more and more and more exciting. So, for you, let's ride. You know, we have to keep this thing, this thing called Stuttgart Harvest Church, doing what it was meant to do. We have to keep it out there and keep it wide open, and at the same time, well-maintained. At the same time, continuing to improve it, continuing to develop it. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. If you're not yet a follower of Jesus, or if you're our guest today, you have picked a great time to be here. Because you're going to actually get to kind of peek into the garage and kind of see this thing called Stuttgart Harvest Church, what we're talking about. And we're not going to ask you to, uh, for any commitment today if, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus or if you're our guest. We're not going to ask you for a commitment. We're not going to ask you to do anything. So if you're our guest this morning or not yet a follower of Jesus, you've picked a great day. You can just sit back and relax and enjoy this journey. And for you, it's kind of a preview, a sneak peek, a look into the garage of who Stuttgart Harvest Church is. So we just ask you today to join us, just for today. Jump on and let's ride. Now, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are a part of this church, if that is you, then yeah, we really want you to make sure that you jump on because you need to be a part of this ride. Now, just like mechanical things are created to be used and to be maintained, um, families are created really to create more families. Now you, every single person in here, we are all proof of that. As individuals, at some point, your mom was expecting you. Even if you were a surprise, at some point she was expecting you. You know, most babies are some kind of a surprise. Either you are a complete surprise, and they had absolutely no idea that you were coming, and... and and it's a shock, or maybe you're just a partial surprise. Maybe your parents were hoping, they were, they were wishing, they were wanting, but they had no guarantee, you know? They didn't know when, they didn't know any dates, you know? You were a partial surprise. But one thing is true for so many. If your parents had waited until they were fully prepared to have a baby, you probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> because no one is ever really fully prepared. No one is ever really all the way ready, right? Now, if you're wanting things to be perfect before you start a family, well, that day is probably never going to arrive. But when your mom did find out 
that she was expecting you, she probably did her best to begin to plan and to begin to prepare to get ready for what was going to be coming. Now, I have left a very important book on my desk, and I've it's there right now. I'm going to go get it after this worship experience. So I would at this point hold up this book, but I, I left it there. I forgot it. How many of you have read the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting? I mean, when that was published in the 90s for the first time, I mean, that was a big deal. What to Expect When You're Expecting. I mean, that book answered a lot of questions. I mean, it let a whole lot of people know some things that were headed their way with pregnancy. It helped them prepare. It helped them get ready. It helped them not to freak out as much. It relieved a great deal of anxiety and a great deal of fear. But, you know, it really does help when you think about it. What to expect when you're expecting. It does help to have that information. Because what did they do before that book was written? I mean, what they do? I guess they actually had to talk to their mother <laughs> to find out what was going to happen. They actually had to say words to their grandmother to find out what was going to happen. They had to talk to their friends who had already had babies to find out what is going to happen to me. You know, this whole baby thing is just a part of multiplication. Babies being born. That's how the earth is populated. As a child is born, though, there's sometimes other people in the family, brothers, sisters, maybe already, and they're going to have their handfuls with excitement, you know, as this new baby begins to, uh, to grow and make its way toward the earth. And so they're going to get to celebrate that. When that baby is born, they get to celebrate it. They, they get to teach that baby new things. Sometimes things that mom and dad don't want it to be taught, but they get to teach it all kinds of new, exciting things. They get a new playmate. Um, they get to help take care of it and watch it and watch it grow. You know, the family is growing. But big brother and big sister, at that point, once that baby's born, they're always going to be big brother, big sister. I, ha I have big sisters. And they're always going to be my big sister. No, no matter the fact that I'm a, a foot or more taller than some of them, I'm still, they're still my big sisters, right? You're always going to have big brothers, big sisters. They're always going to be that. But, you know, having a baby, obviously, once a baby comes to a family, it's not without growing pains. It's not without questions. It's not without some fears. It's not without the unknown. There's, there's always always things going on and it is always this whole process even though there are fears anxieties there's always excitement so this morning here's the big news we're having a baby now not vanessa and i <laughs> not vanessa and i and please make sure you tell your friends and family not vanessa and i but our church multiplies do you realize this Multiplication is a growth. It, it, it's, it, we multiply at Stuttgart Harvest Church on so many levels. And you hear us talking about this every year, at least twice. One of those levels, we multiply on the level of discipleship and believers, which means this. When Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples and baptize them, we do that. 
It is a huge part of what we do. We baptize right here. Sometimes we baptize in swimming pools or sometimes we baptize in other places. But now that we have this, we get to baptize here a lot. And, and that is part of multiplication, seeing disciples made and seeing them baptized. That's multiplication. But we also multiply on another level. We multiply on the level of serving teams. In other words, every serving team we have grows and multiplies. A great example of that is, is in our children's ministry, is how we add, add people and we add classes and we add times. Another great example of that is on our facility freshness team. As we add people and we get to spread that work among more people because we're adding teams, we're multiplying. But I, I just use those two as an example. Every ministry we have multiplies. Every serving team multiplies. That's a level of multiplication. Here's a third one. We multiply on the level of small groups. This is a must for us. In order to have room for people to be in small groups so that it stays small, we have to continue to multiply and add groups. And so we're always adding groups because we want to see you in a group and we want to always be making room for you to be in a group. Now what I'm going to talk about next, we have talked about as a matter of fact for nine years. For nine years, we've talked about what I'm going to talk about. We've talked about it just about every six months. From here or from the theater, when we were in the theater, we talked about this, mentioned this for the past nine years, about every six months. And this is a multiplication on a whole new level. It's on the church level. Stuttgart Harvest Church is going a baby. Now let me explain to you what I mean. A new church is going to be born. And that is so exciting. A new church is going to be born. And you're the family that is going to see that happen. That new child, that new church is coming from you. And now you are becoming the big brothers and the big sisters. The book of Romans tells us this, Romans chapter 10, starting with verse 13. It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this verse, I absolutely love this verse. Leave it on the screen for just a moment, McKinley. I love this verse. I hope you believe this verse. Because this has everything to do with my story and everything to do with your story. If you're a believer, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this gives us hope. Because that's a big word. Everyone. You know why? Because it also allows for anyone. Which includes me. And it includes you. And it includes everyone outside of these walls around us. You know, this is part of our purpose. This verse right here. It's part of our purpose. Helping people call on the name of the Lord. That's part of our purpose. 
so that God can do what he does, and that is right there, be saved. That's God's work. We have to help him call. But how do we do that? Verse 14 helps. Verse 14 says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? Okay, that makes sense, but it progresses. And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And to this I would say, if they haven't heard in their heart language, if they ha- that's why we started Stuttgart Harvest Church, if they haven't heard in their cultural language. How many of us, because of our experience, just didn't connect to a traditional church? Nothing wrong with tradition. Nothing at all. But how many of us didn't connect there, didn't fit there? How can they believe if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And then verse 15 says, And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? And my friends, here's the big news. Our church is finally being sent. And we have known about this possibility for nine years. We've known about it for a long, long time. And that day's come. Verse 15 concludes by saying, That is why the Scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring the good news. I've got some friends coming up and they're joining me here. We got a couple more. Miss Pansy made it up in the stool. Here comes Miss Gail and Mr. Jimmy. All right. Nobody wants to be in the spotlight. If you, if it appears that some people are uncomfortable, Miss Gail, won't you sit right here by me? This stool rocks a little bit. I just want to make sure you don't fall. You got a handle to hang on to. Okay. So I've asked my friends here to to be up here with me um, because. We want to have a a very short conversation, and the conversation is this. What I just read to you, that is how Stuttgart Harvest Church began. Stuttgart Harvest Church was a new birth. We sometimes call that a church plant or just starting a church, but it, it was a new birth. It did not exist, and it was born. And it was exciting. And at the very same time, not only exciting, um, it was also, I'm sitting on it, it was not just exciting, it was also a little bit scary. And so I just want to, we have not rehearsed this, I want you to see the faces of the vast majority, there were a few more, but the vast majority of the people who were at the very first meeting when this wackadoodle named Harley walked into the living room with this group. Harley the city boy walking into the heartland of America. And we together made up this very first meeting, and I just want to let y'all have an opportunity. I want y'all to see them, because you've seen Jimmy passing out worship guides since the very first day we started and maybe you never knew that he was a part of that very first meeting from the original launch team. 
and these other guys who playing in the band. Maybe you never knew it. Maybe you just thought Dale liked to open up doors. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But they were a part of the beginning. And I want to give them an opportunity just to share, very quickly, to share um, some of those fears that we had. Who wants to go first? I'm not going to make anybody. I promised them that. I would not make anybody say anything. Do we have anyone that does want to say anything about some fears? Anxieties. Okay, Chris is going to say something because he feels the awkward silence. <laughs> um, yes, you're on. It was always it was always a fear. I mean, Stuttgart's got almost 40 different churches, something like that. Of why does Stuttgart need another church? And we we thought of that, and then we thought Stuttgart doesn't need another church; it needs a different church. Okay. To reach different people. Yeah. And, so that's kind of what was in our minds, and then the fear of it was, uh, will that work in a town this size? Um, you know, can we do something like that? Um, and it's just us. You know, where do we go from here? Right. Um, we knew that we needed something. If you're going to be different, that really need to be different. And then Harley walks in, and he's really different. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea either. I mean, we have no pictures from that day, but he's, he's, I was a wackadoodle. He's wearing he was wearing clown shoes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, it's just progressed from there. And um, I remember praying and telling God that, you know, as far as me, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to push anything. If this happens, it's going to be the will of God. And God going to take control and I'm not going to be involved in anything that pushes this into existence and uh, what you see right now has just happened yeah it's, it's still beginning it's still happening you just jumped on for the ride you know it, if it was going to go it's only the gas was going God was going to push that gas down who anybody else have some fear anxiety unknown unknown I'm looking around Miss Pansy does When Chris said when he walked in he had clown shoes on, I thought they were jester shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I had on those long, pointy, and they kind of go yes. up at the end. It was very city. I was cityfied. And at that time... I didn't know had, my culture. He had spiky hair, and I, I wanted to slick it down. Yeah. <laughs> but Just in the back, the right here. The minute he opened his mouth and started talking, we knew he was for us. Okay. Wow. So that solved some anxiety, maybe a little bit. Anybody else? Fears, frustrations, uh, anxiety, um, uncertainty. Okay. Even though we felt comfortable about starting an, an, another church, I think there was always a fear of failure because it was just a small group. We didn't know where the money was going to come from. and um, But... After we met Harley, then I thought, well, what if he comes and then we get started and then he leaves us, <laughs> you know, but um, God has just put it all together and I guess there really were not a lot of big fears, just we were going to be different and I was always somewhat worried about what everyone else in Stuttgart would think of us. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anybody else? Fears, anxieties, frustrations, um, unknown. I'm looking, and as I'm looking, please don't feel pressure that I'm trying to say you take the mic. I just don't want to miss someone who's saying something. There were a lot of unknowns. We did not have, I had some answers for them, but we didn't have all the answers. 
I remember one of the anxieties was, can we do this? They had a, a very much a heart to, to, to reach out to 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds um, who had kids and who had at some point walked away from church for some reason or maybe had not given it a chance. And one of the questions was, can we do that? Because we are not 20 or 30 years old. And I think the answer to that was, well, we sure think so. And God answered it, yep, you can. Yep, you can. Miss Gail. We initially had a lot of fear that um, um, what people would think. And Jimmy and I kind of stepped back a little bit, and we attended other churches just to see if harvest was for us. Yeah. And so, Miss Gail, was that as we were in the launch process, as we were developing and meeting over here and that over was, here? That was very early. Very early. Very and, early. Yeah. yeah. And so what did y'all determine as you... Um, well, we just couldn't find a place that was comfortable for us. Yeah. We went to DeWitt. We, we attended a couple of churches here in Stuttgart. Yeah. And we just, we just didn't find, find that that was our home. Okay. So could we say your heart was just kind of drawn back here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Good. You know... In this process is not just fear and anxiety and frustration and the unknown, but is also excitement. Um, uh, I was I I had some of that fear unknown as well because you you never know. I had planted churches, I had some experience, um, but there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees. It's a great experiment, and. But as we began meeting, and for, for me, that excitement grew. In fact, I'll just be honest. That very first meeting when I sat down with these friends right here, they weren't, I didn't know them at that time, but that very first meeting, my goal was to convince them to, if they're going to plant a church, don't use me. That was my goal. They didn't know that. I just wanted to scare them off. I was burned out. I wanted to scare them off. I didn't have I didn't have enough energy in my life and certainly emotional bandwidth in order to fight a traditional. I knew that for me, my heart was in non-traditional ministry, and I, I didn't have. So I was just going to scare them off because that had been their whole experience. Basically, um, had been traditional ministry and. Um, but you know, so I had fears and anxieties. But as we began to meet, my excitement grew, and I believe their excitement grew. Did you, anyone want to share anything about the excitement that you experienced? Yes. I want to say something that um, the fear, the fear that I had, I, I wasn't really concerned about the people. I wasn't concerned about any. I was concerned. I really felt led, or felt like that our group that that uh, the Lord was leading us to to do something different. Like Chris said, we didn't want another church right. that was just a regular church. We wanted something, and my fear was, is if we don't, you know, if we don't do it, can we be happy? You know, I mean, yeah. this is, you know, I felt like that that, that was, uh, you know, the what we was, you know, was we were supposed to do. Right, and, and God had put that on your heart, didn't he, as yeah. far as the non, the, the and we use that word non-traditional because it, it's a flimsy, uh, flimsy word if uh, we fumble with it but it's the best thing we can use to describe what we're doing and yeah, god put something on your heart that was not the normal 
Right, and if it, if it didn't, you know, uh, if we did what the Lord, my fear was not doing what the Lord wanted us to yeah. do, whether, you know, whatever that was. Right, you know? so if you went back yeah. and did things as normal, no matter where it was, would you feel like you had done what God asked you to do? Would you be content? No, no. Yeah. You know, that was, the, I think that was the fear. What, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, we didn't know. Like, yeah. Like somebody said, we didn't know what to do. Right. Uh, and that was, I guess if you wanted to put a fear on me, that was the fear. We didn't know what to do. We didn't right. know the direction to go. Uh, and y'all looked a did. lot of directions. Yeah. Right. I mean, Those because, yeah, a lot of different directions. Yeah, before we talked to Harley. Yeah, before you talked to me. Before Weirdo walked in the room. So, but then once... Once we decided, and that was around some, somewhere around August of 2009 that we decided this was going to be a deal. We were going to move forward. If it worked, great. We were going to give it our best, watch God do what he would do. And if he, if he did something great, if he didn't, then he'd send us to do something else. But it was exciting. Dale was possibly one of the most excited every single week that I saw him. And he, he remains one of the most excited today. I mean, he puts gas in my tank. So what were some of the things that were exciting through the process? Anybody? Nobody has to. Ronnie's got something. Or is a fear? Kind of like Dale. I just knew God had something. something that we needed to do. <clears throat> I wanted the gospel to be taught like the gospel is supposed to be taught. And it's not what I was used to, and there's nothing wrong with it. I knew God had a way and a will for us to, to step out and break some barriers and see God work and get ourselves out of the way. Yeah, I felt that. Uh, it's, I just wanted to see things done in a way that folks would come to know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. and that's exciting. It's exciting to see what happens when a child is born, a child that's called the church. We're not birthing a building. We're birthing people just like you. Just like us, who need to connect with Jesus. And they need to hear it in a way that Ronnie described, in a way that they can understand. For some people, that's a traditional way. And there are plenty of opportunities for them. But for some people, some of us, we need to hear it a little differently. It's the very same message. We do not deviate from Scripture. If I do, then we have a group of men and their job is to beat me down. <laughs> we don't deviate from Scripture. We teach it in a language, a heart language, a cultural language that we can understand. And I figure this, if I can understand it, then anybody can understand it. And that's exciting to see lives changed. That's exciting.
I want to thank my friends for coming up here. They're going to do this one more time at the next worship experience. But if y'all can go have a seat, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us. Birth is exciting. It's also scary. The birth of Stuttgart Harvest Church, it was full of the unknown. We didn't have the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting a Church. <laughs> we didn't have that. We didn't know. We were not fully prepared. We did not feel fully ready. But we knew it was time. And here we are again as Stuttgart Harvest Church. But this time, this time it's different. This time, we're adding a child into this family. You are the big brothers and the big sisters. This new child, they are going to be your little brother, your little sister. And you're going to be there to help us celebrate this birth. You're going to be there to help us raise this child. You're going to help us teach this child some things that you already have learned or are learning. We didn't have the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. We, we, we don't have, even today, all the answers. We know there's going to be some growing pains. We know there's going to be some fear about the unknown. But oh, my friends, it's going to be exciting. We do know this. All healthy churches grow. And we know this. Studies tell us that churches that don't start other churches are not healthy. Even healthy churches that don't start, other churches become unhealthy and they die faster. And church starting has been a part of our DNA. Even though we have not done it yet, it's been a part of our DNA from the very first meeting when these men and women came together. A church that will go on to start other churches was a part of the very first DNA of this church. And if we as a church, if we wait until everything is perfect, if we wait until all doubt is gone, if we wait until conditions are just right, we will never start a church. And we also know this, that there are people just like you, just like me, just like all of us, even in Malvern, Arkansas. There are people with hurting marriages. There are people who need hope. There are people who, uh, who need to know that life is worth living. There are people just like us, searching for something to fill them. People who are searching to be complete. And we believe that you... Stuttgart Harvest Church can go there 
and help them connect with Jesus, just like we're doing here. Now, Jesus told a story of uh, seeing his house filled. And in that, in that story, he describes um, running to the outer edges and bringing people in. Listen to how he words that in this story. Luke chapter 14, verse 23. So his master said, Go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come in so that my house will be full. And that is exactly what starting a church does. Stuttgart Harvest Church, driving two hours west, to the country lanes and looking behind the hedges and keeping uh, those hedges that keep people away from God. We're looking behind those and to everyone we see and we're urging everyone we find to come in and sit down with Jesus. But you know, growing families always have some questions. For instance, big brothers and big sisters may wonder, well, what does that mean for us to have a baby? What does that mean for us? Um, where will our place be in this growing family? And on the church level, I just simply say this. We don't know all the answers. We don't know all the answers to that. But we do know this. You will always be the big brothers and the big sisters. You have that very specific place because you were the firstborn in this family. The oldest kids always have the most responsibility, don't they? But you know, children are never replaced. Big brothers and big sisters are never replaced. And even just thinking about adding children to the Stuttgart Harvest Church family, it makes our stomachs uh, explode with the flutter of excitement and anticipation about a new birth. But the firstborn children, they're one of a kind. And they get some one of a kind exciting responsibility. Because after all, these firstborn children, they have to teach and they have to train and they have to watch after. Now some of us will be watching from here. And we'll be praying for and we'll be loving and we'll be supporting and we'll be celebrating from here. Because after all, we still have a family household here to care for, to take care of. But some will be teaching and training and driving over there. Not every week, but maybe they come, let's say, maybe once every couple of months. And they drive over to help this new baby, to, to pick them up and, and to teach them how to crawl and to teach them how to walk and how to talk. You'll always have a special role as big brother and big sister. Always ready to pick them up when they fall down. Always ready to give them a great big bear hug when they need one. You know, I walking around this Stuttgart Harvest Church building, I, I'm, I'm kind of a bear hug kind of guy, aren't I? I'm kind of like a, a daddy bear running around Stuttgart Harvest Church. 
You know, growing families have some questions, though. And in this case, you may be wondering, is Daddy Bear getting ready to leave his family and run off to Malfern? So let me settle your hearts. And let me be super, very carefully clear so that we don't start any rumors in Stuttgart Harvest Church and we don't start any rumors in Stuttgart, although there's plenty of those out there related to us. But maybe this won't be one of them. Daddy Bear (laughs) is not leaving his kids in Stuttgart. I'm not leaving Stuttgart Harvest Church. You know, I was excited when the season finally came that my title changed. Because when I came, my title here was church planter, church starter. That's why I came, to start a church. But my title is no longer church planter. I became your pastor. I left the church planter title somewhere around seven years ago. And God allowed me to become your pastor. And I'm not leaving Stuttgart Harvest Church. But growing families, you know, sometimes they have some questions, though. In this case, sometimes big brothers and big sisters began to wonder, well, how much time am I going to get with mom or dad when this new baby comes? When this new child is born, how much time am I going to get with them? How much time am I going to have to share with this new baby? Let me just say again, you are not being replaced. In fact, we can't have a new child without you. I'm still going to be here and I'm still going to be with you. Actually, I still will be in almost most cases, I will be here pretty much as many days as I am here right now because we have exciting work that has to be done in Arkansas County and the surrounding areas. So I'm going to be here with you, right beside you. And as we continue to reach individuals and families in this Stuttgart area and we help them get connected to this church, we help them get connected to Jesus in a deep relationship, there's so much for us to do here. There's so much work to be done, and I love doing that right beside you. Oh, how energizing it is for me to see people reached and to see people baptized and to see these people who are baptized begin to make their way into a small group. You know, healthy parents, they always have time for every child. It's a special relationship. But you know, growing families, they have some questions though. Where's this baby going to (laughs) live? Do I have to give up my room? (laughs) We're going to put this child in their own room. And it's going to be in Malvern, so don't fear. We don't have to give up our room here. 
We don't have to we don't have to make space for them in our room right here. We are going to be sharing some of our toys though. We are going to share some toys. The same kind of things that it took for us to start the equipment and tools that it took us to start Stuttgart Harvest Church. We're going to share some of those as that new church has started. But think about this. Think about how much fun it is to decorate a nursery before that baby comes. Getting to decorate, getting to pick things out, getting, getting to put it all together. Getting to, ready to make room for that baby, to make a room, a place for that child. It's exciting and you get to do that. You are going to be a part of creating this nursery, this new church, this room for this baby. But you know, growing families have some questions though. What, what is this growing family going to look like? How's it going to function? And for us, there are so many things that we don't know yet. But there are some things we do know right now. This new baby is going to be a part of you. It's going to be a part of this family. It's not going to be separate. It's going to be a part of this. It's just going to have its own room, and it's going to be over there. This baby is going to really be a, a, a campus, a part of Stuttgart Harvest Church, completely a part of this family, integrated into everything we do here. And we will be integrated into everything they do there. But just like brothers and sisters, though, it is going to have a different name because, well, simply it just didn't make sense to call all the babies the same name. That would be weird. George Foreman can get away with it, but we can't. They're going to have their own unique name that fits where they are. But regardless of the name it has, it is going to be a campus, a part of Stuttgart Harvest Church, no matter what the name is. And it is fully your brother and your sister. And we will together, them and us, make up a family. But growing families have some questions, though. Sometimes brothers and sisters begin to kind of second guess themselves and they may begin to ask, well, why do we need another baby? Why do we need another child? Why? Weren't things okay just the way they were? Mom and dad, why, why, why do we need another baby? And the answer is simple. We can never stop reaching out. We can never stop going into all the country roads and all the back highways and all the hedges, looking behind all the shrubs and hedges and into the woods and talking to everybody that we see. Everyone we come into contact with and simply saying this, won't you come in? You see, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. His hands and feet here on this earth, and he placed us here to search for the lost and to search for the 
abandoned and to search for the hurting. Listen to what the Bible says in Luke chapter 15 as the band makes their way up. Jesus is giving this example. He says, suppose, suppose a woman has lost 10 silver coins. Or no, she has 10 silver coins and she loses one of those coins. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And my friends, that's what we are doing at Stuttgart Harvest Church. We are lighting a lamp in Malvern. We are sweeping the entire town and we are searching carefully until we find every single lost coin. In verse 9, Jesus says, and when she finds it, she will call her friends and neighbors and say, rejoice with me, because I found my coin. And we will rejoice. As brothers and sisters of what's happening there, we will rejoice, because we're not only finding them there, but we're finding them here, too those lost coins. And we're not going to be the only ones uh, having a party. We're not going to be the only ones celebrating. No, 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 no. Because every single time one is found, a celebration happens, a party happens. Every single time one soul is found, all of heaven knows about it. And all of heaven celebrates. Every time one abandoned person is found, one lost person, one hurting person, every time one is connected to Jesus, all of heaven celebrates. And do you know how I know this? Because the next verse, verse 10 says, Jesus says, and celebration in the same way there is joy, there is a party, there is a celebration in the presence of God's angels when one sinner repents. So, for all the things that we don't know, because we're talking about 2020, all the things we don't know, and there are many, in fact, there are more things we don't know than things we do know. But for all the things we don't know, for all the things that we don't have a book that's going to say what to expect when you're expecting a church, there's four things we know right now and today, and I want you to know these very clearly as we end. The first thing, one, we need to spread the word that Stuttgart Harvest Church is going to have a baby sometime in 2020. We have no idea when. Sometime in 2020, Stuttgart Harvest Church is going to have a baby. Number two, be very, very clear about this. Harley and Cole are not leaving Stuttgart Harvest Church. Be very clear. Number three, this new baby is going to be a part of our family. Its house or campus is just going to be over there, a couple hours away. Over there in Malvern. Number four, last thing. 
big brothers and sisters, we together, we need to pray. We need to pray to God about what He's going to do there. We need to pray to God about what He is doing here. And we need to ask God, God, how can I help? How can I be a part of the excitement of seeing this child born? Those four things. Let's pray. Jesus, you placed the DNA of church starting within us from the very first meeting of Stuttgart Harvest Church. And after all, Jesus, you've told us, you've commissioned us, you have sent us out. You said, go into the country lanes, behind the hedges. And you said, urge anyone we find to bring them in, to come into the house so your house will be full. And Jesus, we, we are humbled. We're humbled that you trust us to be your hands and feet in this world. We are humbled to be part of the future birth of a church so that more and more and more of your creation will be connected with you eternally. So we say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes. May we take the message of your shed blood beyond here. Prepare us, Jesus. Send us out to declare that your blood has covered a multitude of sins. Send Stuttgart Harvest Church out to multiply. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.